BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Aloha, possums. Welcome to week two offensive points podcast where we are going to talk about our favorite DFS plays and then just generally just dive into some IDP talk uh, for you. As always, I'm with Josh and Billy. Please forgive me. I have a splitting migraine right now, so I'm going to let them let them take over now. Nice. Is that that bears induced or is it just? Oh, yeah, that's definitely bears induced. Okay, we'll get into that later. Yeah, but all right. Josh, do you want to kind of kick this off a little bit? For DFS? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Um, Well, I was thinking, because I'm a charge of wide receivers, which you'll find out in the next podcast or the beginning podcast. You might have already known. Um, I was originally talking about a couple wide receivers, one of which I've already been preaching about in the offseason. Michael Pittman uh, should be a pretty good value in DFS this week. I think a lot of people hate him as it is. I don't know how much he boosted up. Uh, from last week, but at 7,200 on FanDuel, whatever he is on uh, DraftKings. I, I just want to warn 6, you guys. 6,300. See, perfect. Sorry. Yeah, I do not I have a DraftKings. I lost yeah. my password a long time ago. It's it's 7,200 on FanDuel? Yeah, right under Garrett Wilson and in between Garrett Wilson and Hopkins. Seems Jesus a bit pricey Christ. on FanDuel. That is way too pricey. Uh, what's what's Aik on FanDuel? Let yeah. me let me find him. Uh, Literally, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley is seventy two hundred on DraftKings. So to think that those two are in the same conversation is kind of funny. See, I'm glad we're doing this right now because this is something that's just a great value uh, to find out on one of the sites. And if you're like me and lost your DraftKings login, uh, you're on FanDuel at this point. So um, yeah, and then one other guy that I had written down in my game previews for this week. Kendrick Bourne, but he's playing on Monday night, so I do not have his numbers right in front of me at the moment. But uh, the breakout happens, Bill, a year later than you anticipated, and I think all of us. But, um, you know, got to be pretty exciting. Should be a pretty good value on on uh, on DraftKings as well. So, so, so you know why I thought he was going to break? You know what the problem was with him breaking out last year is they didn't have an offensive coordinator. That was the problem. I didn't know that was going to be a problem when I was like, hey, Kendrick Bourne, Kind of seems like he's going to go off this season. My thought process was that they had an adult in the room at offensive coordinator, and they didn't. So, unfortunately, we're going to kind of get the benefits a year later. Hopefully, the people that ended up buying into him last offseason maybe still held for whatever reason. I did, but, you know, that does not saying a lot. 
But yeah, it's it's happy days to see him finally getting what he deserves in, in New England. Yeah, so does this continue? Do you think it? Keeps I going? hope so. I mean, Mac threw like four hundred times. So I mean, if that's the offense they're trying to run, sure, why not? Yeah, fifty nine hundred on FanDuel. Yeah, it was it was an ugly game, but they did throw a lot on a really good pass defense. So I mean, it was and yeah. it was raining. So I mean, honestly, if anything, hats off to Mac Jones, and Mac Jones might be someone you might want to start streaming as well, which could be pretty interesting. I'm, I'm glad you brought up quarterbacks, Josh, because I would like to get into them right now. So I, I, this week, I think you have two options. You can either go the cheap route where you punt the position, which is like a Baker Mayfield. They're going against Joe's Bears, which if they can make Jordan Love look good. I don't think Baker is going to be too far behind. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't want to hate on Joe's Bears too much, but no, hate on all you want, man. You might they at least get every some touchdown upside because even like the thing I don't love about Rashad White through, with just the first week in the books is he's not really. He's going to be a better pass catcher, I think, than runner. I mean, given he was going against a pretty good defense defensive line with the Minnesota Vikings, but. I still would have loved to see him get a little bit more on the ground, but if he's going to pass catch from Baker, that's fine. So you can either go that cheap route, which I don't hate the idea of doing that, or you go Justin Herbert. You throw caution into the wind. Tennessee's defense, while it looked okay against Derek Carr, they did give up a ton of yards through the air. And I do think Justin Herbert is better, obviously, than Derek Carr. They might not have Austin Eckler this week, which – some see his glass half empty. I see his glass half full, which means he might actually just throw it down the field more, which he didn't do in week one, which frustrated the bleep out of me because that was all they said all offseason. He's finally going to open it up, throw it downfield, and he didn't do that against the Dolphins. I'm hoping that was just a blip on the Dolphins, and then this week is the week that we see Justin Herbert let it ride. And you can get him for 7000 which is kind of pricey, but if you're going to you know, go for a good quarterback, that would be the one I'd go for. Yeah, and I agree with you on both those. Herbert's a really good call. The uh, the Mayfield thing, Billy, I got to talk to you. You threw my Bears under the bus, so now I'm going to throw Baker Mayfield under the bus. I would pay up $300 on DraftKings and go Derek Carr against Carolina. Carolina had Desmond Ritter last week. They barely threw the damn ball, so we really haven't seen what that defense is going to do. And Derek Carr looked pretty solid, plus he has better weapons that he can actually get the ball to. That's just what made what made me nervous was that we didn't actually get to see what their defense is supposed to look like. So right. I don't defensive know. Defensive line looks know. scary. So I feel like Carr. I, I don't know. I feel like the Mac Jones Baker's the play here at the moment. If I got to be completely honest with you, um, the Mac Jones just with him going balling out against the Eagles defense. I'm at this point. I guess I'm buying and drinking the Kool Aid on Mac Jones at the moment. I, I especially in in you know, a uh, daily fantasy aspect. Like I don't really want to start trot him out there for my season long starter, but I feel like for a daily contest, especially if you're going to put in multiples, I think Mac Jones should be in your conversation at the very least. And I, I like the idea of Baker too, against the bears defense, no offense, but I think we're going to be playing a lot of people against the bears defense this year. Hey guys, just you don't have to know offense. Um, <laughs> we're bears not. Defense thing. <laughs> well, Try no, we just, say, we just don't want to say, no, they suck. It was horrible. I'm part wrenched. I'm, I'm beat down. I don't like it. I'd almost say fuck it and just play Tua again. Dude threw 45 times last game. Granted, it was a shootout. But if with Mostert, he has the knee. It's maintenance-related why he was out today. But they really don't have anything at running back. And I see no reason that Tua is not just going to keep chucking the ball as much as possible. 
Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I was actually going to get to my third wide receiver. Like, I liked going cheap on the other two, Bourne and Pittman. I didn't know what you were planning on doing with the running backs. But you're probably going to put a third wide receiver in there, and it should be Tyree Kill. And I think it should be all year long. I understand he's probably the most expensive person on any DFS site. But and the problem is, is everyone's going to have him. So it's like, if you don't have him, you're going to be losing out. I mean, until he doesn't put up 30-something points, 45 points, like I won $25 just because of Tyree killed the rest of my team. Okay. At best, uh, Herbert 16 points, uh, Brian Robinson 12, you know, like, I mean, it was, it was no, nothing to write home about, but I did have Tyree kill. So it ended up making me some money. So, uh, one of those guys and that to a stack is going to be something that people are going to have as well. So until they play a tough, it's Tyreek stack. Yeah. I do want to say just, just for the audience out there, they play on Sunday night. So if you're like going to try to go for the millionaire maker or something, like you're not going to be able to play them. But I, I, if you're going to go for one of those like weekend long ones, that that is a good play. I just want to throw that out there. That's fair. I haven't done the game yeah, previews so, yet. I have no idea when these people are playing. Yeah, they play Sunday night. But we'll you tell, know, we'll there's, tell you con- there's contests that have all of that involved. But whatever. N- neither case. Joe, do you have a couple running backs that you're liking this week? I have more than a couple, but uh, I'll give you a quick rundown of them. Um, I I love Saquon this week. I think what happened to the Giants on Sunday night is was horrible, and Saquon is the type that is going to be very pissed off and try to kill the Arizona Cardinals. So I like that play a lot. Um, going a little bit cheaper, yeah, at 7,100, you have Josh Jacobs. Brees Hall kind of tore up. Um, Buffalo a little bit definitely showed some weakness there. I think losing Edmonds is going to bite them a little bit this year while those rookies and young guys start sorting it out. So I like Josh Jacobs at 7,100. I like Etienne at 6,900. He, nice. he played the bell cow role. He absolutely played the bell cow role. And we saw Monty and Gibbs have success against the chiefs. So I see no reason not why not to go right back to Etienne. Uh, kind of mid-range guys, Kenneth Walker at 5,800. He gets Detroit. He got the work last week. We did not see the Charbonnet. Like we thought we would. And he actually caught five balls um, last week, which is something that I think it was th- for three yards. So it's not, it's not exciting. But uh, Kenneth Walker actually seeing passing game work was pretty cool. Uh, of course, Aaron Donald was in the face the whole time. So that might have played into it. David Montgomery, um, 5,800. I think you can go right back to the well with him against Seattle. We saw Kyron Williams and Akers, which are both not good running backs, might I add. Kind of kicks Seattle's defense. So I like David Montgomery. He's old. He's not cool. He's not flashy, but he got all the he's got all the old. carries. And then he's old, man. Put him in a home. And then oh, getting God. getting cheaper. Um, Zach Moss practiced fully today. Um, from there. Indy's run game did not look good, but we saw Zach Moss have a couple hundred yard games last year, finished the season really strong. And I do think that this job is going to be his when he comes back. I, you know, with Evan Hall going on IR, you had Deion Jackson not do a damn thing. And then Jake Funk randomly appeared out of nowhere. So I think, I think I'm back to the well with Zach Moss at 4,700. If you're in a tournament, I don't think it's the worst play. I don't expect a massive game, but he should give you good numbers. Yeah. I love how, what you did there is you, you targeted every single person who had a full workload pretty much that didn't get completely shut down. Um, and one person I just want to bring back and we'll talk about this in the, in the game previews a little bit more is Etienne and having that full workload. It didn't look pretty, uh, but they also were playing a really tough 
game. So it it, it wasn't it wasn't as easy as it looked. I feel like that block like, he laid down for Ribley though. Like I was immediately like, oh yeah, that's why I love this dude. Yeah, no, Etienne looked phenomenal. I think he's going to have a really good year, and I'm really sad. I was hoping he'd have a bad year so I could try to – or a bad for week one, I should say, and then so I could try to target him in some leagues. But here we are. Um, yeah. As for tight ends, uh, it is a, a no-man's land of tight ends. Uh, so basically, if Kelsey's healthy, that's who you should pick. Obviously, the expensive option. Uh, Mark Andrews may be back as well. But after that, Hawkinson, sure. And then, uh, sorry, Billy, I didn't mean to step on your toes here, but my, my two picks are going to be discount ones because that's how I always do tight ends. And it's Komet and Laporta. Uh, Laporta already had hmm. their role, his role right away, um, and it's going to get better. And they're going to be in games where they're actually down one of these days. I don't know when. Uh, but then Komet seemed to be the, I don't want to say the only bright spot of the offense, but he was definitely uh, Justin Fields' safety blanket. And I think he's going to continue to get that. And then once they get to the red zone, and they're seven yards out, Komet's going to find himself a target or two. So that touchdown dependency shouldn't be too needy, but you could still get like eight points and then with the touchdown, get 14 or so. So I also want to throw in on tight ends, uh, Zach Ertz. I mean, he had 10 yeah. targets in week one, caught six of them. There wasn't huge yardage, but if that's what Josh Jobs feels comfortable with, I mean, we still somehow think it's going to be Trey McBride, but I mean, the universe is just telling us no. And it felt more of that this Sunday where it's just Zach Ertz gets 10 targets. If if he's going to get that kind of workload through the season, I mean, hell, you're going to have to throw him in there at some point. That's, that's a lot of targets. I still don't understand the thought process between with playing Zach Ertz right now, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't know. Uh, I he's, he's definitely gonna be trade bait for sure at some point or another. I don't know when. Um, Maybe that's but, what they're doing. Maybe they're just trying to get his value up by throwing him ten balls in the game. Like it's crazy. They actually were in that game. Washington looked pretty shaky, or Arizona not tanking. I don't know. One of the two. I'm not sure either. Confusing. All right, on the defenses. Um, Obviously, San Francisco is kind of the one everybody's going to go to. I think it's kind of a trap game to put them against the Rams, but that's just me. Um, I would be looking at somebody like further down the list. Again, we don't have to keep harping on it, but the Buccaneers play Joe's Bears. Not a whole <laughs> lot of opportunities there. I still kind of, uh, kind of shaky if if you want to say that. And then I'm honestly, I'm all in on playing the Jets. I know they're playing Dallas, and I know they won 40 to nothing, but if you watch the game that Dallas had, wasn't exactly the offense lighting them up. It was mainly defense and special teams for Dallas, and then the offense didn't really get to show a lot, in, at least in my book. Jets are a lot better defense, given they have Zach Wilson, so they might it might be a similar thing where the uh, defense special teams are scoring a lot. But I don't know. I think that might be a good play, and they're only 2,700. That's kind of a good value for that. So Billy, what we you're absolutely trying to share a brain on the Jets because I made one lineup today and it had the Jets defense in it. So. Ironically enough, I was going to say play the Jets or the Cowboys uh, because the Cowboys defense did make the Giants look ridiculous. Yeah. Not that there was much, but yeah, no, I mean, the problem was the, the Cowboys never had a chance or needed to get anything on a roll. And the Jets defense is coming off one of the hottest victories ever. And it was all them 100% and Garrett Wilson. Sorry. My apologies. Don't mean to shade him. All defense. Name. Well, yeah. and it's just the defenses this, on both teams were. Crazy. I was gonna say this game might just be a defensive game. Like if you're playing a solo game on this one, you're putting Cowboys defense and Jets in there, and then Ceedee Lamb and whatever else you want to put in there. 
CD Lamb goes. I just feel like we're. I just feel like on Sunday we're all going to be like, well, there's same old Dak throwing two picks and 187 yards because I saw Brandon Cooks is already kind of questionable this week. So it just feels like one of those games. CDs getting double covered by Sauce, and they're like, well, why the hell is are they failing? It just feels like it could be something like that. The Jake yeah, Ferguson breakout sure. game. There we go. Man, Jake Ferguson looked rough on Sunday. Um, yeah, he did. Anywho, I think that's our lineup, guys. I, yeah. I, I don't hate any of those picks. I hope everybody goes out and wins some money um, with those guys. But with that being said, I think we can close the book on DFS this week and jump right into IDP. So I got, I got, a, it, a, I don't know. I want to start this off if that's okay. Okay, Josh, go for it. Um, just uh, trying to pull something up here real quick. Just give me one second. One second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that. uh, sleepers, sleepers being phenomenal right now. All right. Well, anyway, I just wanted to talk about Nicobe Dean. Uh, everyone was super hyped about him. He was going in like the first, second, fourth, fifth rounds of drafts, and he's out for four weeks. And that's going to be huge. Uh, but your options here are Cunningham, who did have an okay game. It wasn't the sexiest on paper by any means, but Zach Cunningham, should probably still be a free agent, even in uh, I, don't, I didn't see him go off on the waivers on any of our leagues. Um, and then there's also Christian Ellis, I believe it's Christian Ellis. There's a couple Ellis's in the league. Uh, I think it's who, Caden. So yeah, Christian or Caden, one of the two. Okay, we might have the Caden. That's my bad. It's one of the Ellis's. He, he, it'll say Philadelphia next to his name, so find that. Uh, but I did <laughs> see him out there. He was actually looking really good in uh, Dean's stead before I even realized why Dean, that Dean was down. So. Uh, if you're looking for a replacement linebacker or fill in, or just say you noticed you somehow in the off season uh, overlooked your uh, linebackers, those are two guys who are going to get some tackles, especially in the future uh, for at least the next four games. I don't know who exactly it'll be. Sirianni's just going to throw Rashawn Evans in there. Um. Oh, we did sign Rashawn Evans yeah. as well. I did. I did forget about that. I was a that was a drunken uh, view one day uh, on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, but no, I'm super excited about that as well. I just, my, my biggest great signing. Yeah. Great signing. I was shocked that nobody had signed him, which is the wildest part. But uh, for this week, at the very least, I believe that he should be uh, pretty much just like a fill in. I mean, they're not getting yeah. the green dot, which is what Dean was. So it'll probably go to Cunningham if I have to guess, but I believe Ellis was his, uh, you know, actual direct backup. So I'm not sure who they're giving the green dot to just at this exact moment, but just trying to fill in some slots. If you're, you know, you lost a couple linebackers this week. Yeah, and if if Evans is out there, pick him up because I do think if especially if Dean misses an extended period of time here, I think he's your guy that's going to be starting in the middle there. So mm-hmm. really good bench stash. Yeah, um, and I just wanted to talk about with IDP this week the Giants linebacker situation. So everybody, including myself, including Joe, took Bobby O as the number one linebacker there, and it turned out that Micah McFadden was going to turn in the performance we thought Bobby O was going to have. I just think it like everybody needs to calm down a little bit. That game was totally out of hand, like 40 to nothing out of hand. So I don't really think we need to overreact to should we trade Bobby O? Should we get rid of Bobby O? Should I bench him for Troy Anderson or something this week? Like, slow down. You drafted him high. Let's keep him in the lineup. I, I think there's going to be a total overreaction this week, and people are going to lose out on Bobby O points just because there was a problem. You know, there was a game out of hand last week. Yeah, everything, everything, everything lines up for Bobby O having a phenomenal season. All the ingredients are there. It was the stove wasn't hot enough week one. It's it'll be hot enough week two. As as my friend Billy would say, a hundred percent. I got something to talk about. 
Here we go. What's that? Let's go. Jeremy Chin playing only three quarters of the snaps on defense. Of course, he was up in the box, which we love when the, when they're up there. But, I mean, his usage in the preseason and now his usage week one is kind of scary, especially for a guy that uh, has the namesake that Jeremy Chin does. Yeah, and no no one really – he did the best of the safeties on the team. I actually thought the same thing because I have Chin in a couple leagues, and I'm like, what happened? Like, where, where are we on Chin? And the answer is I have no idea. No. Especially they were – I mean, he wasn't super needed because there wasn't a lot of deep throws, uh, a.k.a. Atlanta, Ritter not having any time whatsoever. But I think these numbers will be fine. I mean, he, gave, he put out a solid performance, but, uh, yeah, you got to be a little bit curious about the snap percentage there. Yeah, I mean, Von Bell was probably the least excited I was for his safety on this offense, and then he played 100% of the snaps. But <laughs> Jeremy Chin played, you know, 57% in the box. That's cool. I like that. Keep that up. For sure. Um, all right, so I'll just go through a couple of defensive ends that, like, people need to keep on their radars because the discount's about to be over. Uh, Jordan Davis at defensive tackle. Um, I'm just saying D-line eligible, I guess. But Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle, his d- discount ends tomorrow. What, Josh? Um, yeah, not only that, uh, Fletcher Cox is currently questionable at the moment. I just wanted to add that in there. So Jalen Carter as well, if he's in any lineups or any leagues. These guys are going to get sacks. I mean, they already yeah. are starting to go as it is. So, But if you walk Jordan by Davis. a hospital in Philadelphia, let us know who else is in there because it seems like the whole <laughs> yeah. team. Just, yeah, even if they're, if they're there for a checkup, even if they're there for their kids' checkup, just let us know. We need to know. <laughs> Um, all right. Yeah. Jordan Davis's discount ends tomorrow. I don't even know if we're going to have this up in time, but maybe we would I think his discount ends tomorrow. Uh, Drake Jackson for San Francisco. Uh, the game did get out of hand against Pittsburgh, but I actually kind of liked a lot and we liked him coming out of USC. Um, he was a taxi squad hero last season. This year he came in, had a really good game the first day up. Um, and I also want to talk about Dennis Gardeck, who, you are going to owe money if you th- thought you know who this was before the season because I promise you, you didn't. Comes out, has two huge sacks in that game against Washington, and now I know who he is. Like, I know this guy. So I think it's not a name to monitor this week, but if he has, like, even one sack this week, there's no discount. If he's on your waiver wire, go pick him up. It's time. Like, he, he you want to get in before he gets too hurt, you know, or before he gets hurt, before something happens. You want to get him um, – in your lineup uh, potentially. So those are just a couple of guys I was looking at. I have more, but I don't, you know, like David Ajabo, we finally got something from him after his, you know, injury season last year. Uh, just there's a lot of good defensive ends right now, and it's none of the guys that you drafted. So that's always good. Love that. Dude, I kind of like Mike Dana real quick. The Thursday night okay. game uh, for the Chiefs, he was in the backfield every single play. He got a sack, he got a hit on the QB. He played 85% of the snaps for the defense. I mean, I know everyone's on uh, Felix and Karloftis, but yeah. it might be something to keep an eye on. Is the Mike worry really good. is that they were using Dana in Chris Jones' spot, and now that Chris Jones' back, they're just going to use Chris Jones in Chris Jones' spot. But, I mean, really I think point. that – I think that performance earned him a spot on the team, like, you know, a spot to try to at least put up those kind of points. But I think that's the argument that people are having. Um, Going into year three, man, he's, I guess, year four now. But while we're still talking about it, 
Yeah. While we're still talking about D line, Carl Loftus for one was all over that backfield and making tackles. He didn't get a sack, but he will in the future. And not to mention, I love when defensive ends get seven tackles and put up a performance like they would, if they got one tackle and a sack. Uh, but the guy I'm so excited about finally, finally, finally quitty pay gets his first sack of the season in game one uh, against Jacksonville. And I, I I'm hoping I'm hoping this is something for the future that we'll see a lot of. Um, I was huge on him in the late, late rounds of what drafts three years ago. Um, really hoping for a good season for him and not to mention kind of a shining bright spot on Indy's defense at the current moment. So for sure. All right, let's quickly yeah. talk about defensive backs and then we'll get out of here. Um, I think the Jordan Whitehead uh Maybe that was just a freak thing. I don't think he's ever going to get three interceptions in one game ever again. So maybe don't overspend. Like this isn't going to be um, the guy from the Cowboys from two, you know two years ago. I don't think that's going to be one of these kind of situations. Um, so maybe don't overspend for him. I will say Dax Hill. It kind of looked exactly like we thought Dax Hill would look. Uh, a lot of people had called him dead and buried when they got Jordan Battle, and he comes out and immediately has a good, good, solid game for Cincinnati. I mean, Cleveland steamrolled him. Don't want to make that joke, but we'll stay there. And then uh, <laughs> Christian Gonzalez for the Patriots. They actually called him up for a blitz, and he got a sack on the quarterback. If Bill Belichick is planning on using him in a role that we kind of thought Jack Jones was going to have, Christian Ellis is going to be the guy, and you need to go pick him up. He is a cornerback, so I know he's not going to get a lot. But if they're calling blitz packages for a cornerback, Clearly, Bill Belichick likes him. That's something you don't do, and he did it against the freaking Eagles. So it's like if you're ballsy enough to do that, I think with a rookie cornerback, like I, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of sold on Christian uh, Gonzalez because that was really an impressive thing to do. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I want a victory lap, a defensive back, really quick, and that's Amari Hooker. I. Uh, he stepped right into the role I thought he was going to have. He got the interception, some tackles, pass defense. Uh, I love the way he plays, and that role is going to be very valuable for the Titans. So he's out with a concussion. Wouldn't expect him to miss time, but that is going to be a very valuable role this year. So whoever's in it should get some good ones. Um, DJ Reed picked up right back where he left off. You know, no one's throwing the ball at Sauce. So if you do have a cornerback spot, I think he's going to keep racking up tackles like he has been. And then um, – yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I guess I'll talk about a couple people. Uh, one guy who just already started off with a bang, uh, Jesse Bates. Everyone probably don't have a chance to get him anymore. I actually somehow got him off waivers uh, this yesterday, I should say, or this morning, I should say. Uh, but yeah, not only the two interceptions and the forced fumble, but it's always nice to see stuff like that from a safety, but the 10 tackles is promising. And he's a, a you know 90 to 100 yard tackler each year, and he's already off to the great start that he is so and then just i just want to touch on the lions safeties uh it is a shit show um which I, I i cannot tell you what to do here uh but i can tell you that it's not tracy walker um i i, I love me some tracy walker he's back he's fully healthy he is absolutely a trade candidate uh i don't think he saw the field at all uh brian branch looks to take over that all of whatever he had and then, of course, C.J. Garter Johnson, which we talked about, was literally everywhere uh, after that first game. So just go get you some C.J. Gardner Johnson and Branch if you can. Uh, if you have Tracy Walker, I personally think it's okay to drop him. He, he'll probably get traded. 
or, you know, in the case there's an injury, Kirby Joseph is the three at this point, and that's Branch and Gardner Johnson. But honestly, none of them are startable until you actually see something from them. So just adds up. As a person who has like all of the Lions safeties on different teams and various teams, just sitting them until further notice at the moment. I just looked it up. Uh, Jesse Bates, was there anything about his injury? I haven't no, looked not- at anything. He's not questionable or anything, but he looked pretty bad after that. Was it a second pick or? I wasn't even aware he was injured. So I didn't Yeah, see he, he went off the field and it looked to be in a lot of pain, but I guess he's okay. So it appears that way. Yeah. It doesn't, I don't doesn't say anything about him being hurt, but check those uh, injury reports because there is a lot of players. So the problem with us doing the show on a Wednesday, we'll open this up to the crowd. Problem with doing this show on a Wednesday is everybody's like limited or not practicing on Wednesday. And so we just kind of have to guess who's going to be out there. Like the Thursday night, we're, we know already because they have to turn in their injury report. But Wednesday, we just kind of get a blank stare when we wonder who's hurt and who's not. So we'll do the best we can. Ooh, ooh, ooh. While we're doing defensive backs, I, this might be my best tweet of all time for one. I don't do a whole lot of the tweeter uh, action or X, Xer. I don't know how you do this anymore, uh, but City Jones is more than likely taking blanket ship spot in his safety role. And I have a feeling those numbers are going to look very similar. So if you somehow listen to this before the Thursday night game, hopefully you listen to it like right before and you like, I have City Brown on my team. I should, I should put him, I should put him in, do it, do it. I think it's going to work out really well, especially with Jefferson out there going to still have his good game. Uh, Someone's going to have to tackle him eventually. That is my hope at least. So well, that's good. All right. Well, this is the end of the first part of the podcast. We'll please go and listen to the other bigger half of the OP podcast where we preview every game from week two. Joe, with that being said, get us out of here. Good night, friends. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.